Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another serving of Business Soup Talk Radio. If it's in business, it's business soup. I'm your host, John Dibbavoise. Today, David K, a.k.a. K-Pro. K-Pro Computers, the first portable computer the size of a suitcase. Also, a number cruncher by education, he's been crunching more than numbers. Knowledge Crunch. It's a business that he has created to help get you smarter, use your words better, and get your kids into college. And it's a free app. Listen in as David Kay serves up some good ingredients in another serving of Business Soup. David, welcome to this serving of Business Soup. Great to be back, John. Wonderful. We have a long history of working together going back decades, and you have been involved in multiple businesses. You remind me of the professor with the entrepreneurial spirit that's just got to have your hands on something. And, of course, you can't talk about the K family without the infamous K-Pro computer. And those people who are not familiar with what it is, it was the first uh, portable uh, computer, right? There was another computer called the Osborne, which was a little bit ahead of us, but we were the first one that, that people really, really fell in love with because the Osborne had a five-inch screen. We had a nine-inch screen, and we shipped over a million of those computers. Well, not they went all the transportables, uh, which was sort of a suitcase computer. We had a, we had desktops too, but over the period of, uh, of about eight, nine years, we shipped uh, over a million computers, so we, we felt pretty good about that, and we... Uh, we had quite a quite a company, and and uh, it just it just inspired me about how exciting it is to build a, a company from nothing to a great organization. Capo was the first big company that I was able to uh, have the pleasure of working in, and we ramped up from one and a half million to seventy five million in less than a year, and we went public. And I ran that company for almost nine years. You were building a company from nothing in an industry that really didn't exist. Nobody knew about this. And all of a sudden, here's a K-Pro. And if anybody doesn't remember, if you're not old enough to remember, it was called the K-Pro. From the K-Pro computer, you moved on to a CD-ROM company, which was designed to integrate kids into a game of words. Right. We mainly sold to uh, junior high and high school parents for kids to enhance their literacy, to build their vocabulary, and um, and primarily also to help them with their SAT, ACT. We all know that a good vocabulary is essential to score high on those two, uh, two uh, entrance exams. A half a million families, those discs, and they came in a set of 10, and the homeschoolers loved them, and we had a lot of, lot of great successes with that. In fact, towards the end of the, uh, the company, uh, we, we actually had an infomercial that was uh, hosted by Alex Trebek. I remember that commercial, that infomercial on that. We're speaking with David Kay, formerly of the K-Pro Computer, and we're moving our way up to his latest innovation creation. It's known as Knowledge Crunch. So you took the previous company and you moved it into the more digital age from the CD-ROMs. Who would have thought that would be outdated? But now you're in the in the downloadable versions and, and the apps. What is Knowledge Crunch and who would use it? Well, Knowledge Crunch is a product that is really a game. It's strictly a game, and it's free to play. 
so people can download it. There's several uh, titles we have now. There's uh, Word Stacker, Word Swiper, Wordy Puzzler, and Word Leader. And all those games are word games. And word games are very popular these days. And we and one of the things that, that we, we really thought that was we wanted to add new to the word game genre is the fact that almost all of the existing word games out there, you're just simply dredging up knowledge that you already have. It's knowledge that it's words that you know. And if you can bring those up, you can win the game, you can play the game and have fun. So Knowledge Crunch is incorporating a game environment in an application that's designed for, it sounds like it could be for adults all the way down to, to young kids. Does it teach them to read, or are we beyond that when they get involved in Knowledge Crunch? It's a little beyond that. It's for people that say uh, fourth grade and up that are interested in words and want to play word games. What we're trying to add to this, this genre is that New words are going to be added that you're, that are on the edge of your knowledge. In other words, most all word games out there today, they only use knowledge that you already have. So we're trying to add that new element where we, through an AI algorithm, we add in now and then a word that's just on the edge of your knowledge. And that way you can expand your knowledge by having the word game. We think this is going to enhance the retention rates of our games over competitors because people will, will be a little stimulated by seeing, oh, hey, there's a word. Wow, I, I'm learning that word. That's great. And, and they may uh, be uh, motivated to stick with it a little longer because a lot of these, what they call so-called casual games, they have a, they have a, you know, a, a life of only maybe three to six months. And we want to think, we think we can extend that if we don't, if we're not just using words that the player already has, already knows. A very popular game that's out there, other than, say, Scrabble, on the online game is Words with Friends. And you're talking about how you're using the knowledge that you already have of words in, in a scrambled set of, in, in like a Scrabble. But it sounds like what Knowledge Crunch is teaching me is what the word is and how to use the word. Exactly. It's instead of just in Scrabble, you simply word words on the board that you already know. And you may not even know the meanings of those words. Whereas in, in the Knowledge Crunch series of games, we're trying to add in words that you may not have known and actually also give you the meanings. It's quite a bit of a jump and it's an ambitious task because it's hard enough to make games that are popular and, and, and are retained by the players. But we think if we do it correctly, we can uh, we can have a very, very successful company and really enhance a lot of youngsters' uh, literacy, which is at a very low, low level right now. Youngsters. I haven't heard that word in a while. You're dating us. So this isn't a game where Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to come out of the weeds with a sword or a gun and is swinging that and, and knocking words off my shoulders. How is this framed? You say it's a game. How is the game framed? In some of the games, we have stacks of letters. That's actually in our game called Word Stacker. So you have stacks of letters. Within those stacks of letters, let's say you have eight stacks across the screen. What you're trying to do is find a word in that stack, either spelled backwards or forwards. And once you find that word, you swipe that stack of letters, that particular group of letters within the stack, and that then will score you points and put that word up in the top of the screen. It'll show the word there. And then you 
that those letters are gone, immediately uh, eliminated, and then the, the stacks rearrange themselves, and you find another word. You swipe that, it, it jumps to the top of the screen and is listed, and, and so you keep iterating that until you get to the point where all those letters are gone, and you, you've won that little uh, series of that part of the game. So, so that's uh, that's how that works. So the better you get at the game, the further along you get, and the more challenging the words get. Right. As as you go, as you would move up to the next level, and so on. And, and you, there's there's a thousand levels in our word stacker game. So and the words do get harder, and you get larger stacks of letters, and they're smaller, and so it's a little harder to find uh, all the words within the stack. And so with our game, rather than just finding the letters, uh, finding the words within these stacks of letters, we're going to have auxiliary games that that are bonus uh, games that will that you can play for extra points that will delve into the actual meanings of these words. And uh, when you hit on one of our one of our core words, we have 3,440 core words that are. In order of difficulty, you'll get extra bonus points for understanding and playing a game with uh, a auxiliary game with those words. So we're trying to we're trying to add to this genre in a very very positive way. Almost sounds like Jeopardy. You get the the certain words with the double Jeopardy bell ringing type thing. That's that's exactly how it'll work. Yes, <laughs> very much like that. So we want to we because we want to get people to to focus a little bit not just on finding the words they already know, but actually learning a, a couple of new words along the way. This game empowers you as, say, a parent, as, as there are small business audience here, to get the kids that are so good with their thumbs on uh, remote control and, and on screens and such, you can teach them skill sets, uh, words, that they can use and advance even into college by upping their SAT scores. That's correct. I mean, we have a terrible problem here in California where 75% of our teenage population don't meet reading standards. Did you say 75%? 75% do not meet our reading standards. And it's just it's a terrible situation. We think that eventually we will be able to create games. I know it sounds difficult, and it is, but that's what I'm all about is doing difficult things. To, uh, to enhance this genre of games so that we can reach into all the different uh, demographics uh, in the country that needs to learn these words. And there's, 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 a, there's other companies that are, that are doing similar things in language learning at the time, and we think that, they're, 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 that they blaze a pretty good path for us to follow. But, but they're just, they're just in, in English as a second language, so we're, we're going to be picking up where they leave on. Have you met with any resistance from the public school systems on this type of training and outside of the school system? Or are they saying, yeah, bring it on in? That's kind of a sore point with me because uh, after my my last company, we had a a lot of resistance from the schools uh, at the the WordSmart company. They impinged on the uh, FTC to come after us and that was a that was kind of a uh a, a, a still a, a tough 
It was a tough go. We had to fight a lawsuit. As far as Knowledge Crunch, it's an app. It's free to use, and we'll get into the business model here in a few minutes. Have you found resistance within the school systems, whether public or private, in the utilization of Knowledge Crunch in and out of the schoolroom? We haven't actually uh, tried to to get it used in the schools at all. I think that that is probably the the least likely place where we ever make any uh, any profits because it's a very closed system and the schools pay a lot of lip service to technology but they really want to maintain the status quo but when they get out of the classroom they can go home or in route or anywhere on on an app knowledge crunch and as a parent i would encourage or insist my kids advance themselves in their vernacular to be able to get into college in the business world. It helps to have a very good vocabulary and the proper usage of that vocabulary, just not spouting out words. It's using them in the correct context. That's what Knowledge Crunch is all about. Yes, and it really goes beyond that because guiding principle of the researchers that created our uh, content, and that is that words are the tools of thought. And even though you never use a word in speech or writing, it's very impactful of the way you think. So your thinking is really controlled by the number of words you know, the number of concepts that are embodied in your your, your brain. This is really one of the major measures of intelligence. And this is something that I don't want to get too much into the into the uh, psychodynamics of it, but uh, this is what's really controlling a lot of people's future. Words are the tools of thought, and, and the fewer words you have, the less likely you are to be able to think the thoughts to get you ahead and make the correct decisions and make the right choices in, in life or in a business environment. We're talking with David Kay. He is the CEO of Knowledge Crunch. It's an app. You can find all that information right here at bizsoup.com, where business comes for business, along with the links and everything. David, you said the app is free. Well, this is a business program. You created a free app. How do you monetize this? How do you make money with a free app? There's two ways. One is within the app, there are what we call interstitial ads, which show up every couple of levels. And those ads, we get paid for those ads being displayed. And they, they advertise all sorts of things, uh, other games uh, on apps or even um, credit cards and all sorts of insurance, all sorts of things. So that's one way we, we get paid. If people watch enough of these ads, we get paid for it. That would be like product placement in the movies. Kind of, yes, yes, except it wouldn't be within a scene of ours. It would be our game would sort of stop temporarily for maybe 10 to 30 seconds, and then it would come back. And so you'd have to kind of wait, and then you'd play, start playing the game again after the ad was over. But, so that leads us into the other kinds of other, other monetization we have, which is in-app purchases. In other words, you can purchase more points or gold coins to get okay. further game hints and things like that and you can also purchase completely out of the ads so a lot of people will spend let's say it's only like 2.99 and they'll buy themselves an app with they never have to see an ad again so so these are the sorts of things that uh, this is the way we monetize our apps remember john one of the things that i love so much about this uh, marketplace is 
Three and a half billion people in the world now own a smartphone. That's a huge market. And we can, we can appeal to a lot of different groups within that three and a half billion people. <laughs> Just think if you had sold that many K-Pro computers. <laughs> well, we're talking with David Kay about the business model. So you have Knowledge Crunch, which is a free app. And then there are the, the ads that are within the program that will come up for 10 to 15 seconds. It could be in the middle of the game. It says, tune into Business Soup for the best in business, where business comes for business. And then it goes right back into the program. Right. And the kids are going to go, what was that? Well, one of the things that, that happens with these ads is because they're playing a word game, it's very well known what sort of demographics likes word games. So it's likely that you'll get a certain type of ad that won't be that far afield from the player that's playing the game. So this is part of this big data marketing that's been out there now for several years. And so that the ads they will see may be another word game or it may be something that's interesting to, to that demographic that that's playing a word game rather than, let's say, a Ronald Schwarzenegger shoot-em-up uh, <laughs> game. Doom version yeah. 12. Or If I was an advertiser on it, I would probably utilize your program to say, go to my website and use the last word that you saw in a sentence and enter the contest. And that, so they go over to my website. I capture their information through your program. And right. it's a more intelligent person that is being motivated to become a better person. So if I had something that would help them out or even a backpack, if I was selling stuff in, in the store, I might challenge them to say, hey, you want to enter a drawing to win a backpack? Use this word in a proper sentence at my website. I think that'd be a great lead generator type thing. That's my business strategy. We're talking about yours. Well, we are, yeah, we are, uh, we're following a lot of the uh, normal kind of ways of, of monetizing a premium, of, 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 we call it a freemium app. But our, our, like I said, our twist with this, with all, all of our apps, is we want to create games with a purpose, and the purpose is to enhance your literacy, your vocabulary. And that, that's, the, that's the really the, the unique part of our new company here. And we're very excited because uh, nobody's really doing it. Everyone's just uh, kind of going for that short run um, retention rate and making money, and that's great. But we think we can have a better company and a, with longer retention rates with, uh, by adding very, very carefully and incrementally uh, new, new knowledge to the uh, to the player that's playing, we think that the player will will respond to that in positive ways. This is how the uh, new uh, AI kinds of algorithms are working, and adaptive learning methods can work. And we think we, we've got a, a good handle on that part of it. As the audience knows, I base everything on what I call my five points of success. It's the idea, the plan, the people, the execution, and the solution. And I go on to say that remove any one of those and your business will fail. Well, David Kay's had many businesses and he follows those criterias. And you have now gotten to the point where you are a proof of concept. You have a product that works. You have an audience. You have generated some revenue. So now you're, you're seeking to go out and raise money. And, folks, this is not a solicitation for anybody for money. I wasn't even aware that David was out looking for money. So you're now at that stage where you've proven that you have a viable business. What are you telling an investor that they would want to hear so that they would want to give you money? What are you offering in return? 
It's going to be an equity raise. We'll uh, do a, a, a Series A uh, fundraise, and we'll bring in. I'll be able to then hire uh, the people that already have that have been working for me as a consultant. We'll bring them in full time so that we can spend uh, money on ads and ramp this thing up because. Without the team in place, it, it won't happen. It's not something you can do uh, with just one person. I do have, of course, I do have a, a I, like I said, I have a great programmer and I have a great artist and, and uh, he's also a, a programmer. But I need the marketing team and, and the marketing uh, 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 crew to come in and, and then I need to add budget to, to ramp it up. But we, we have proven that we have a return on investment on our, at least one of our apps. So we think we can uh, segue that into uh, the others and wrap it up. So what kind of advertiser would you be going after? Would you be going after the like what you have on Google when you have a, or in, on YouTube where you get a certain number of views, you get you start getting on their ad program and you start generating revenue. Is it a different model than that? It's similar to that, though. Here's how it works. Our advertising would be generally almost 95% on Facebook, Google Ads, and Apple. Those platforms have ways to advertise, and a lot of the ads will end up on Facebook, on Google, or on the Apple Store, where you can bring our apps and show our apps to the populations that go to Facebook. And we all, we all know that billions of people use Facebook on, on a weekly basis. Yes, they do. Yeah. So all, so we just, we would buy strategically placed ads on Facebook and Google play and Apple. That's how we would uh, build our, build our company. This is the way it's done with apps these days. As a kid growing up, even in elementary school, my mother would try to teach me a new word every day. Almost got my nose broken a few times when I would use these fancy words on my friends. Like I called a friend of mine that uh, on a Boy Scout adding, I said, you know, you're quite gregarious. Well, he nearly broke my nose. He didn't know what it meant. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no, it, it's, it, it's, a, it, it, it's an elusive concept in a way that to explain to people why the vocabulary is so important. But if you just look at the statistical data, it's, it becomes very obvious what, what, what the trajectory of, of even little kids or even adults. Uh, you, you, you test the heads of major corporations, you'll see they have the highest vocabularies of anyone in the nation. So it's, it's, there's a lot, there's so much data out there. Uh, one of the ones, one of the things that's most shocking is one of the pieces of data that I get from the educational community and educational researchers is that a first grader from a, a single parent home in a low socioeconomic area will enter first grade with 10,000 fewer words than a child from an affluent two parent home. So it's, wow. it's, it's just shocking. And these kids almost never catch up. It, it's very rare, and this is one of the things that, that drives me, is even though a lot of the people that are using word games these days are, uh, are adults, you know, 35 to 55, uh, I believe that with the right sort of, of, of creativity, uh, we can bring, bring, that, those, bring that demographic down in age and start to appeal to younger 
uh, adults, and then even to teenagers. So that this is the goal, and this is what I'm, I'm driving to do. That is an excellent goal, and it incorporates a bit of philanthropy in that you are giving the app away. You don't have to pay the $1.99 or $10 or $100. You give the app away. The kids can learn from it, and if they or their parents don't want the commercials, they can pay a, a monthly fee, and just like I do with my online music, and eliminate the commercials completely. I want my audience to take away from here's an opportunity for them to get involved in an affordable program that will allow them to advertise to a, a group and perhaps create an engagement. That, the first thing you got to do is get their attention and then bring them over to your website. And here's a great opportunity through, through Knowledge Crunch and David Kay. David, thanks again for joining us. Over the decades that I've known you, it's been always been a pleasure. You've always been the serial entrepreneur, and I appreciate you coming back and joining us here on the BizSoup podcast. David Kay from Knowledge Crunch, thanks for being on this serving of Business Soup. Well, thanks for having me, John. And just remember, words are the tools of thought. Bye-bye. This has been another serving of Business Soup, where business comes for business. I'm John Debevoise, inviting you to visit the website for more servings of what is best in business. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>